G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. On a Wednesday, we like to check in on those headlines, and not as they're appearing in our Australian newspapers, but headlines that are appearing in the newspapers of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East and with war raging between Israel and the terror organisation Hamas. Uh, There are significant headlines to report. Ron Ross has been scouring those for us. Back with us. Hey, Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with the one that says, in a coordinated weekend of attacks, Israel captured a Hamas-Gaza stronghold, while airstrikes and naval bombardment hit another 450 targeted sites. Uh, What's being reported? Well, I think it's a very important story because it gives us some understanding of the intensity of the campaign. Israel Defence Forces announced it had successfully stormed a Hamas terrorist stronghold alongside 450 other sites struck by aerial and naval bombardment as the ground offensive in the Gaza Strip continued to pick up speed. The IDF issued a statement which says several Hamas operatives were killed as troops captured the site. The compound contained observation posts training areas for Hamas operatives, and underground terror tunnels. During the operation, several terrorists were killed. IDF fighter jets struck over 450 targets, including tunnels, terrorists, military compounds, observation posts, anti-tank missile launch posts, and much more. IDF naval soldiers struck command centres, anti-tank launch posts, and additional observation posts belonging to the Hamas terror organisation. IDF fighter jets struck and killed additional Hamas terrorists, including Jamal Musa, who was responsible for the special security operations within Hamas. The IDF says the Navy also carried out strikes against Hamas sites, including command centres and additional anti-tank guided missile launch positions and observation posts. The IDF made it clear Even as it pressed ahead with its attack on Hamas, it was making evacuation routes available to those seeking to escape the conflict zone. Ron, another headline, as escalation threatens, the USA has deployed a nuclear-capable submarine into the Middle East. Uh, What's this one? Yeah, the US Central Command said an Ohio-class submarine has arrived in its area of responsibility which includes the eastern Mediterranean, the Red Sea, Persian Gulf, and the Gulf of Oman. Ohio-class subs are both nuclear-powered and capable of carrying nuclear weapons, although some carry only cruise missiles and are meant to deploy with special operations forces, meaning it was unclear whether the submarine operating in the Middle East carries those nuclear ballistic missiles. While the U.S. announcement was scarce on details, it was accompanied by an image that appeared to show a submarine in Egypt's Suez Canal. 
The arrival of the submarine in the region was apparently part of the same strategy that has seen the Pentagon dispatch two carrier strike groups in order to deter Iran and its proxies, not least the Lebanon-based Hezbollah terror group from attacking Israel amid its war against Hamas. In addition to releasing the photo of the submarine, Central Command separately released an image of a nuclear-capable B-1 bomber, also sent to operate in the Middle East. Ron, obviously there's division within Islam along lines. Some are aligned with Sunnis and others with Shias. Uh, The Hamas organisation aligned with Shia Iran. Uh, Interested in another headline here that despite the war against Hamas, Saudi Arabia has expressed continued interest in a peace agreement with Israel. What's being reported? Saudi Arabia's Defence Minister Prince Khaled bin Salman Al Saud met with the U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan at the White House on Monday. They spoke of strengthening the U.S.-Saudi defence partnership and maintaining regional stability in the Middle East. Uppermost in the talks was the ongoing Hamas-Israel war. Bin Salman called for more humanitarian aid to the Gazans and the need for an immediate Israeli ceasefire. The two also discussed the importance of deterring the expansion of the conflict by any other state or non-state actors, implying the involvement of Iran or the Iranian-backed Houthis terrorists from Yemen. On Tuesday, U.S. National Secretary Council spokesman John Kirby reported that Saudi Arabia is still interested in normalization of ties with Israel, although he admitted that the war makes practical progress a difficult thing right now. Before the conflict began, initiated by the surprise attack by Israel, by Hamas rather, on Israel's civilians on October the 7th, the White House was reportedly working on a deal with Saudi Arabia. And of course, this implies that in the event of a a Sunni and Shia uh, confrontation, U.S. would be on Saudi side. Yes, uh, it gets complicated, doesn't it, with all of that. Hey, Ron, uh, I guess most people were relieved to have some who were able to escape Gaza into Egypt uh, over the weekend, but there's one report, Hamas tried to smuggle terrorists among the Gazan citizens heading to Egypt for medical care. Uh, What's this report about? A senior White House official said over the weekend in a press briefing that the evacuation of the wounded and foreign citizens from Gaza was delayed because Hamas had tried to take some of its wounded fighters through the Rafah crossing to Egypt for treatment. Hebrew media source, the official, is saying a third of the people who were on the list that Hamas submitted turned out to be Hamas fighters. The senior official added that the administration is talking about a humanitarian truce and not a ceasefire and claimed that it's impossible to talk about it when a terror organisation murders 1,400 people, kidnaps civilians and hides in tunnels. Uh, A little focus back into Israel, and it seems Israelis are not safe on their streets. Meanwhile, in Jerusalem, an Israeli-American police officer was killed in a terror attack in the Old City. What was reported here? An Israeli-American border police officer was killed in a terror attack near Herod's Gate in Jerusalem's old city on Monday. 
Another officer was moderately wounded in the attack. Magandadad Adam, which is the same as our Red Cross, paramedics treated the victims for stab wounds before evacuating them to Hadassah Medical Centre on Mount Scopus, where the female officer succumbed to her wounds. The slain officer was Sergeant Alicia Rosa Ida Lubin, 20 years of age, from Kibbutz Ad, near the Gaza border. Police said Lubin immigrated from the United States in August 2021 and was drafted into the police force in March of the following year. The terrorist was killed. He was identified as a 16-year-old resident of the Eastern Jerusalem neighborhood of Issaquah. Police said that another suspect was detained at the scene and that his connection to the assailant and the attack were being investigated. 59 police officers have been killed since Hamas's October 7 invasion of southern Israel. Well, Ron, uh, we picked a good timing with a little bit of lawn mowing noise going on in the backyard. Uh, Hey, thanks so much again for scouring those news headlines. They are important. Appreciate your update once again, Ron Ross. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.